begin today the Mishnah on Daf Chav Dalid Amid Aleph. Zog Teilige Mishnah Ha'isha Shenodra Benazir. Woman accepted upon herself Naziris. Ve'frisha is behemta, and she separated the behema for the conclusion of her Naziris. In the conclusion of the Naziris, you have to bring a chatas, an oila, and a shlomim. So she separated the behemas for the carbon already. Then her husband heard about this and nullified her Naziris. So what happens now? Does she have to bring those karbonas? Does she not? She definitely doesn't have to bring those karbonas. But what happens to these behemoths? So if she went and she used her husband's animals to separate for her karbonas, what is she thinking doing this? Why is she taking her husband's animals to separate for karbonas? Okay, so there's going to be a discussion about this in the Gemara, that it's actually possible that her husband is obligated to give her from his animals for her karbonas. So she took her husband's animals for these karbonas. But now that he nullified her Naziris, to Teitze Vitire Be'ede. The animals go out and they graze amongst the rest of the animals. In other words, they are not at all kachim. The whole thing is, is that she didn't have the right to take it from the husband, basically, as the mother will explain. So therefore, they just go back out to become chulen. If she took from her own animals and she separated it for the karbanis, so then hachatas tomos. The carbon chattas that was separated, so that has to be left to die. It does not become chulin again. And the oila tikrav. And the oila, you have to be makir of the carbon oila. Okay. <coughs> you read it together, sorry. The oila tikrav oila, the carbon oila will be brought as an oila. And shlamim tikrav shlamim. And the shlamim will be brought as a shlamim. Once she separated this, so it's, they, they, they do have to be brought as karbanis already. Okay, the Gemara already spoke about this earlier. The Gemara explained that, uh, the Gemara had discussed before, what does this mean when a husband uh, nullifies the nether, whether he nullifies it retroactively, whether he nullifies the nether going from here forward. The Gemara wanted to say that the simple pshat of our mission is, you see from here that then a husband nullifies it only going forward, and therefore she still has to bring these karbanis. Okay, the Gemara discussed this already before on Daf Chofalef. Here, here the, uh, the Gemara will discuss something else. The point, the point that, that you see over here is, there's a distinction between her using her husband's animals or her using her own. She used her husband's, so then it's nothing. Now it all becomes chulin. But if she used her own, so then she has to bring these karbanis. Chatas has to be left to die. If you remember, again, we learned before, a karma chatas that has no owner that, that is, has to bring the carbon, or in this case, she's not a nazar anymore. So the karma chatas can't be brought. That's a halacha regarding a chatas that has to be left to die. Okay, but now, the Mishnah, when it says, shlamim tikrav shlamim, the shlamim has to be brought as a shlamim. But now this shlamim, it's not being brought as a shlamim for a nazir, right? The oila, when it says here, oila tikrav oila, it doesn't mean it's being brought as an oila for the nazirus, because she's not a nazir anymore. When it says the oila is being brought as an oila, that means an oila could be brought as a gift, a dairon. The Gemara before used the expression, you bring as a gift to the Eibishter. So this oila that was already dedicated as an oila, it's brought as an oila, but it's not nazirus. Same thing with the shlamim. When the shlamim is brought as a shlamim, it's not being brought as a shlamim for the nazirus. A shlamim could also be brought as a stam shlamim. So therefore, the Mishnah says, you bring it as a shlamim. The carbon shlamim will only be allowed to be eaten on that day that the carbon is brought and the next, the following night. All right, so the chiddush over here is, a usual shlamim, we say this every day before davening, the karbanis, a usual shlamim can be eaten for two days. But a carbon nazir, 
the shlamim could only be eaten one day in a night. So even though here you're not really bringing it anymore as a shlamim for a nazir, but because it was originally dedicated as a nazir, so you could only eat it for one day in a night. But on the other hand, the einon tunin lechem, the breads that come along with the carbon shlamim by a nazir, we're going to learn about this later in the mesechta. There was forty different breads that were brought along. Over here, though, because it's not being brought with a nazir, so therefore it does not. You don't need the lechem. Okay, so this is all talking about if she dedicated the actual animals for the karbanis. If she had money that she dedicated for her karbanis and there was stumen. Stumen means it wasn't specified which money is going to be used for the oila, which for the chattas, and which for the shlamim. It's uh, money that she dedicated for all the karbanis. So yiplu linadava. So all that money should become an adavet, a donation for the karbanis and the beis hamikdash. And you bring other karbanis with them. But if the money that she dedicated to her karbanis, so they were already, spe- she specified, this money is for the chattas, this for the oila, this for the shlamim, the mei chattas, the money of the chattas, that money, similar to the animal itself, where the halach lamashim is, it has to be left to die, the money of this karbanis chattas also has to be disposed of, you have to take it and throw it into the yam ha-melech. Now, this is money which is hectic, you're not allowed to have a gnaw from it, but if you do though, you're not over on me'ila. Me'ila is when you misuse hektish and there's all kinds of halachas that apply. But over here, because this is money that can't be used to actually be brought on the Mizbeyach, so therefore this, the halachas of me'ila don't apply. Now the money that was specified as an ayla, they should be used to, be, to bring a carbon ayla on the base of Mikdash. They are money for a carbon, and it's, it's going to be used for an actual carbon, so there is mila that applies here. The money that was specified that it's going to be used for the shlamim, so you bring from it a carbon shlamim, there is no mila for this money of the shlamim, the halacha always is, that there's no mila until after zrika Saddam. So there's no mila here, so you're going to use this money to bring the shlamim. And, like the Mishnah already said before, this carbon is going to be different than a regular shlam. Because it was originally dedicated for a nazir, so you could eat it for one day, like a nazir. But you don't have to bring along with it the breads that have to be brought for a regular nazir. Okay, so the Gemara here will focus on the first din of the Mishnah, where it spoke about the wife that went and took from her husband's animals to, for this carbon. So the Gemara... Yeah, Chayda. Chayda is the same yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. The Mishnah doesn't say... No, but the Mishnah didn't give the example of, of behemoths, of karbanis that are stumen. Yeah. Didn't give that example. It spoke about the mois. By the mois, it made a difference if it's stumen or merfurashin. Who's the Tana of our Mishnah that's saying that she took his animals for the carbon and now ah, the husband nullified it, so what happens? All those animals are chulen. They can just go back into the, with the rest of the animals. Who is the Tana of a Mishnah? So it seems like the basis of what the Tana of the Mishnah is saying is that the husband has no obligation to provide for her her animals that she has to bring for a carbon. And therefore now these animals go back. They are totally chulen. Who is this Tana? Says Rav this goes according to the Rabbanon. As the Gemara here is going to explain. 
If this would be going according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, why should these animals now go out and graze together with the rest of the animals? He's He has an obligation to provide for her the karbonis that she has to bring for whatever she's obligated to bring. Where is this machloikis? The Tanya we learned in Abraisa. That Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Adam maybe carbon ashir al ishtay. Okay, so this is a halacha, this is a carbon that's called a carbon oila v'yayrit. Why is it called oila v'yayrit? Because there's a different kind of carbon that you bring if you're rich or if you're poor. If you're rich, you bring an animal. If you're poor, you bring a bird. Or maybe even you bring a carbon mincha from flour. What happens if a person's wife is obligated to bring a carbon? She's poor. She doesn't have any of her own money. But the husband is very rich. So what level carbon does she bring? Does she bring a carbon of uh, like, what her own level or her husband's level, which is rich? So Rabbi Yudhi says, Adam may be carbon asher al that the, the husband will have to provide and bring the carbon on his level, and he's rich, for his wife. The chain, and it's not only in this scenario, but this is b'chalal true, kol carbon isel, shehi chayeves, all carbonis that his wife is chayev, the husband has to provide the animals for her to be able to bring her carbonis. Shekach kosovla, this is what the husband writes to his wife in the Ksube. Kol achrai is the isla chalai, all things that I'm responsible for you, everything that the husband has to give her and provide for her, and it says there, min kadmas dna, even from before, even from before our marriage, any money that you owed, any chiyuvim, any responsibilities you have, I'm going to take care of. So therefore, the husband has to provide for his wife everything, including if she has an obligation to bring a carbon, from where should she bring a carbon? She doesn't, she's not expected to have any uh, of her own possessions, of her own animals. Whatever she owns goes to the husband. So therefore the husband takes responsibility to provide everything for her, including her karbanis. Yeah, so that's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Now the Rabbanan argue on this. The Rabbanan disagree. The Rabbanan say that a husband does not have to provide for his wife the karbanis. So what the Gemara is saying is, our mission that says that she went and she used her husband's animals to dedicate for these karbanas of her naziras, and then the husband nullified it. So those animals' dedication was all worthless, and the animals go back out to Chulin. It's because we're following the Rabbanan, that the husband does not have this obligation to provide for her karbanas. So Rav says, no. Not necessarily. You don't have to say that our mission is only like the Rabbana. I can tell you our mission goes like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that a husband does provide the animals that his wife needs for Karbanas. But, when is that husband's obligation? When is he subjugated? When does he have to give it to her? This is something that she needs, that she's obligated to bring. But if it's something that she's not obligated, for that the husband does not have obligation to give for her. Over here, What's, what are we talking about in our Mishnah? It turns out that she has no obligation to bring these karbanas of Naziris. The husband nullified her Naziris. So once the husband nullifies it, so she has no obligation to bring these karbanas, now it turns out that these karbanas, these animals that she used that belong to her husband, for these karbanas, she has no right to take them, Bechlau. So therefore, it's just she had no right, so they're not kachan, they become chulin again. If she had an obligation, yes, then she takes from the husband. But here, it turns out that there's no obligation. If she was actually a Nazir, if she was actually a Nazir, and the husband validated that Nazirus, so then she needs to bring this Karbanis, so she takes from her husband, but over here the husband nullified it. Ah. So Rabbi Yudu will agree that she doesn't get anything. If the husband made a Nazir, and then and he, put away the, he put aside Karbanis, and then he was mocked it. For himself, you're saying? Yeah. That, that, 
A little different the case of this. Yeah, I understand. No? The husband made an, an, an Yeah, an, and it was mat. It was mat. And, 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 and he put away, he put aside kaponis, mm-hmm. and then he made a tara. No, no, it's so different. Different, different. True, true, true. Okay, uprooted the nether retroactively. Lachayr, if you uproot the nether retroactively over there, it might be different. You don't have to bring the karbonis. Over here, it's a different, a different point. I understand what you're trying to ask. Over here, the point is the das of the husband. Okay, when the husband was mishabed himself in the ksuba, he wrote, "I'm going to take care of you for everything, including give you uh, karbonis." The das of the husband to be mishabed himself to his wife in the ksuba, he never had a mind to include such things that she won't actually need in the end. Even though you're thinking, okay, but in the beginning she needed it. Now it turns out that she doesn't need it. True, but that's not part of what the husband is obligating him for. Anything that in the end of the day is loit sricha, that now she doesn't need it anymore, the husband l'chadchile did not have a mind to give that to her. So it turns out she took something from him that he l'chadchile never obligated himself to give for her. So therefore, it's, it all goes back to chulen. Ekedomri, but now there's another version of this entire discussion. And it goes basically the opposite. That's what did Rav Chista say? Man, Tana, who's the Tana of Mishnah that said that if she takes from his karbanis, that now he nullified her nazira, so it goes out to Cholin. Am Rav Chista, Rabbi Yehudi, our Mishnah is actually Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is the one that says that a husband has to provide for his wife the karbanis. In our Mishnah, it's going according to Rabbi Yehuda. Why? The Svara that we just said. Because when does the husband obligate himself to take care of his wife, karbanis that she needs? She needs the things, the karbanas that she does not need, which is over here. He, he nullified her and nizira, so it turns out she doesn't need them. So he never was mashabit himself for this. It's so she doesn't need it, so he wasn't, wasn't mashabit. Okay, so therefore, what, that's exactly what our Mishnah is saying. Our Mishnah is making this distinction. What's the Mishnah saying over here? This halacha that the karbanas that she took from him to become chulin is when. If the husband nullified the Naziris. What if the husband did not nullify the Naziris? Then she could take his karbanis. So this is going dafka according to Rabbi Yehuda. We make this distinction. But if we're going to say this goes according to the opinion of the Rabbanon, what difference should there be whether he nullified the Naziris, whether he did not nullify the Naziris? He's not Meshubit. He doesn't have this obligation at all to provide for his wife any animals at all. So again, in our mission, it's mashma that only in this situation, when the husband nullified the nazirus, then the animals that she used from him are, are going to be chulen. But what if he did not nullify the nazirus? Then she could take from the uh, husband. But Rabbanon holds she could never take from the husband. So how, how could the Mishnah go according to the Rabbanon? So the Gemara now continues and says, so what are you going to say? The Ella, according to the Rabbanon, if she's taking any animals from the husband, how could that be? When is it, even according to the Rabbana, that the husband's animals will be mishubit to her? If the husband himself went and gave it to her as a gift and says, Here, here, these are animals that are yours. If you ever have to bring a carbon, you can bring from here. It was there. He sold it to her or gave it to her as a gift. Now, if so, if that's the only time, that's the only way how she can be using any animals from her husband, she got it from him as a gift, but in the Aknila, but once he gave it to her as a gift, so now it's hers. So if that's what our Mishnah is talking about, that the husband gave his wife his animals as a gift to use for her karbanis, because if he wouldn't give it to her as a gift, he's not obligated. So if it's given to her as a gift, so now even if he nullifies the Naziros, and she uses the husband's animals that he gave to her as a gift, it should still be hectish, because it was given to her as a gift. So you can't, in other words, the point of here is that according to the Rabbana, Memon of Shach, 
If it's the husband's animals, he's never obligated to give it to her. So why is Amishna saying only in a case when he nullified the Naziris? Elamai, we're talking about the animals that the husband gave his wife as a gift. So then it's, now it's hers already. So even if the Naziris was nullified, so the, the, the hectic should take effect and it shouldn't just become Chulin. That was the question here. So Adarabah, the Mishnah cannot be the Rabbanon. But on this, the Gemara answers, Rav Omar, and then the Rav also again argued in Rav Chist, and he said, Afilatayme Rabbanon. I can tell you our Mishnah goes according to the Rabbanon. And what's the Mishnah talking about? That the husband gave his wife animals as a gift to be used for Kurbanat that she needs. But, nami, when the husband gives her these animals as a gift, what was his intention? He's not giving his wife stam animals as a gift. He's giving it to her with a certain purpose. If it's a situation where she needs them for an obligation she has to bring for a carbon. But if it's for something that she doesn't even need it, it turns out that she doesn't need these carbonas naziris because he nullified his naziris. For that purpose, he didn't intend to give it to her as a gift. This is a, a, a gift with a condition. So that's exactly what our mission is saying. If she's an actual nazir, she can take from her husband's animals that he gave her as a gift. But if she, it turns out she's not an actual nazir, it, for, that, for this situation, it's not a gift. And therefore, the animals will be 100% cholent. So the Mishnah could go even according to the opinion of the Rabbanon. The next case of the Mishnah, said, behemta. If she has animals of her own, that she was maktish for, their, for her karbonis. So then, chatas tomos, the chatas is left to die, in violet tikra, the carbon oil she can bring as a carbon. But the question is, he, minola, she, the wife, from where did she have her own animals? Whatever she owns goes to the husband. Ha'omrit mashikonsi shakona baila. Amar Rav Pope, so Rav Pope answers, there's two options here. Either Rav Pope says, She's being very stingy with her dough that she's baking to eat. Her husband has to provide for food. She provides for her to be able to buy dough, to bake bread. So what does she do? She takes off little by little, 10 cents a day, or whatever it is, until she gets enough money to be able to buy animals for herself. So that's something that her husband gave her, and the husband is obligated to give it to her, to be hers for food. So she can take off for that and use for herself. Or we could say the case is here, the Aknila Acher, somebody else gave her a gift, and I'm giving you this gift, that it should be yours, and it's only yours with the condition that your husband should not take possession over this. And you have, you have the ability to do that. So that's what happened over here. Someone gave it to her with this, with this condition. So she has animals of her own. Then the Mishnah said, So the Gemara here is going to focus on the halacha of Shlomim. That here you have the carbon Shlomim of a Nazir, that's being brought as a Shlomim. It's not exactly like a Nazir though. Why? Because the Mishnah said, even though take the time that you can eat it is only one day and a night, like a Shlomim of a Nazir, but all the breads that have to be brought with the Shlomim of a Nazir do not have to be brought here. So the Gemara is going to show that there's other cases where you have the same halacha. So Shmuel said to him, Avua bar Ihi, so there's other here that are greatest uh, in the Gemara. Okay, different gears, because that's not clear who this was. Okay, Akopanim. Shmuel said to Avua bar Ihi, Leitesev al karech, do not sit down, stand on your feet, ad omrisli hadomilsa, until you're going to tell me this concept. Why? Wow, so he was challenging him, basically. He was telling me, I want you to tell me this concept. The Eluhain Arba Elim. Here, there are four different examples of rams that are brought as a shlomim. 
and they were dedicated for a Nazir to be brought, an ayol, that's the ayol that's brought for a Nazir, but, but, even though these are rams that were dedicated to be brought as a Nazir, but nevertheless, you're going to bring it as a Shlomit without the bread. So what, what are four examples for this? And he, he gives them an outline what, what, what they are. Shaloi, Vishalah, there's his, there's hers, Vishalah, in other words, when we're talking here about a wife, a wife took from the husband's animals, she took from her own animals, Vishalah Hamisa, after the person that dedicated these animals for his Nazir has passed away, Vishalah Kapara. And after the person that dedicated these karbanas for his Naziris already had his kapara brought for his Naziris. Okay, these are the four cases. So the Gemara here spells out what these four cases are. Shalah hodamonon. The case of Shalah is the case that we just said. What is, what is the case that we just said in the Mishnah? If she took from her own animals and she dedicated it to be brought for a Naziris, and then what happened? The husband nullified her Naziris. So the Shlomim still has to be brought as a Shlomim, but without the breads. That's, that's the case of our Mishnah. That's the first case. Shaloi, the case of, of, the, of the husband or of the man, the Tnan, we learned in a Mishnah later, Ha'ish Madar as Benoi. A father could make a neder that his son should be a Nazir. As Benoi ben Nazir, that his son will be a Nazir. This is how Allah Sinai, that a father could make his son a Nazir. But a mother cannot accept an Azidus for the son. Oh, that's, that's a question with uh, no. Yeah, okay, so that, that will be, we'll discuss that when we get to the uh, Gemara. Okay. What if he himself went and did not follow the Naziris? He took a haircut, anyways, or he has relatives that went and gave him a haircut. Micha, the son himself, did not accept the Naziris. He protested against this Naziris that his father took upon himself for his son. Or the relatives came and protested and said that they don't accept this Naziris. So then what happens if this son, which was a Nazir, because until he doesn't protest or until he doesn't keep his Naziris, so he's a Nazir. And now he dedicated a carbon. He dedicated a carbon for his Naziris. If he had money that were dedicated for the carbonists, but they weren't specified which money is used for the carbon, what, what, for which carbon. Yiplu Linadava. So, this uh, money, like it said in our Mishnah, all be just becomes a donation to the Beis HaMikdash. Ma'is Mufurashin. But if it's money that was already specified, what's being used for what? Dmei Chattas. Like the Mishnah said, Dmei Chattas, the money of the Chattas, Yechul Yamamelach, that has to be disposed of in the Yamamelach. Dmei Oila, the money of the Oila, Yavio Oila, that will be brought as an Oila. Umayilum Behem. And this, because it's the money that's going to be used for a carbon, so Mi'ila applies. The may shlamim, the money of the shlamim, yaviu shlamim, they're brought as a shlamim in a chalun mechad. And it can be eaten just for one day. And the enon to unin lechem. But you don't have to bring the bread anymore. Because the son protested against this nazirus, he's not a nazir anymore. So therefore, there's no bread of here. So this is the case of shaloi. So shaloi really means a father and a son. When the father made his son a nazir, then his son protested. So now, the, even if you have to bring the shlamim, but without lechem. That's the second case. A third case where you see you bring a shlom without the breads, shalach hamisa. The person that dedicated this for his naziris passed away. We know long where do we see this? The Tanya we learned in the Braisa, mafresh mois le nazirusai. Person dedicates his money for the karbanis of his naziris. Leinenin v'loy meilimbem. You know, let have enough from this money, but there's no meil in it either. Mipnei shehein ruuyin lahavi bekulon shlomim. 
Because this money that was dedicated, if you didn't specify yet what it's going to be used for, maybe all of this money is going to be used just for a shlamim. It's going to bring a very big fat animal just for the shlamim, and then it's going to have to bring other money for the other two karbanas he has to bring, for an oil and a chatas. And I mentioned before, when it comes to a shlamim, there's no mi'ila by a shlamim until after the zrika of the dam. So therefore, the money dedicated, if it wasn't specified, there's no mi'ila. Now, may if this person passed away, so again, the same exact halacha applies. If if the money that this person dedicated for his naziros, they were not specified, so we take that money and it all becomes a, de- a donation for the Beis HaMikdash. But if the money was specified, you dispose of it in the Yama Melech. You're not allowed but there's no Me'ila. You do have to bring an oil from it, and there is meal of it. And you don't have to bring the breads. Once the owner passes away, so you have to bring it as a stam shlomim without the bread. So this is the third case where it's brought, this shlomim dedicated for Naziris is brought and only eaten one day, but without the breads. Now the final case is, Once the person already had a kapara, what happened over here? This person dedicated karbanas for his naziris, and then the karbanas that he dedicated got lost. So he went and brought other karbanas. So he already got his kapara. And then those animals that he dedicated from before, he found them. So he already had his kapara. So in this case, the halacha, the same halacha will apply. Svarahu. And the Gemara says, even though we don't have a Befeidish Mishnah or Braise that says it, but it's logical that it's the Shalachar Misa, just like we said before. A person that dedicated his Karbanas for his Naziris and then he passed away. My time, what's the reason why? It's brought. The Shlom is brought without the bread. Dolechazye, le Kapare, because now the person passed away, so it's not being used for a Kapare. Shalachar Kapare Nami, Holechazye, le Kapare. So after this person uh, already brought his karbanis, so it's not being used for any kapara, so therefore it's going to be brought as a shlamim, but without the breads. The breads are only needed if it's taka being brought for the kapara of the naziris. So that's, those are the four cases. What asks them is, that's it, there's only these four cases where it's being brought as a shlamim without the breads. Vesu, leke, is there no other case? But we do have other cases. In the Bacharads, the Tony Levi, Levi learned Nabraisa Vishar, Kol Shalme Nazir, Shashachton, Shaloiki Mitzvason, any of the Shlomims, the Karbana Shlomim, that have to be brought for a Nazir. If the, per, the Kayim brought it for, for the, this carbon, but he brought it Shaloiki Mitzvason, meaning he had, didn't have the right Kavana that it's being brought for the purpose of, uh, for, for the carbon of Naziris. It was brought Shaloiki Mitzvason. I think, think that's what it means over here. Um, so yeah, the, the Taisis over here brings from Rashi, Mesechtim and Nazir, that it was Shechted, Shaloy Lishma. Okay, there's another Pshat, but that's Rashi's Pshat. So it was Shechted, Shaloy Lishma. What happens? Kshayden. The actual carbon itself, this is Bechlal the Halacha by Karbanis. When you bring Shaloy Lishma, the carbon itself is kosher. But But for the owner that had this obligation to bring the Karbanis of his Naziris, he did not fulfill his obligation. He's going to have to bring the carbon again. And what happens? So he said that the Levi said, So now it's, it has to be eaten like the Shlomim of Anaz only for one day. But the breads that would have to be brought together with the Shlomim for the Anaz, you're not going to have to bring the breads anymore because, anyways, the owner is not fulfilling his obligation here. It was brought Shalai Lishma. And also there's the halacha of the Zroya. We'll learn later the Mesechta regarding the Zroya of the carbon that has to be cooked. That also doesn't apply here. So here we see another case of a shlamim that's going to be brought and you don't have to bring the breads with it. So why aren't we counting this as a fifth case? 
Gemara answers that Kimitzvason, this actually goes, not, that you don't read Kimitzvason is part of the answer, I think, right? Kimitzvason Kachashiv, Shalai Kimitzvason Lai Kachashiv. The examples we gave before is all when a person is bringing the carbon according to the halacha that he's supposed to. Over here we're talking about a situation where it was brought Shalai Lishma, that's something which wasn't done properly, that's a case that we're not including in this list of four.